Hello, my name's Caitlin, and the big question is to donate or not to donate. I always go not donate because I'm a I'm an Ebenezer Scrooge. Um, yeah, yeah. And my name is Zach, and I literally know nothing about Red Cross. I don't. I know they have a Red Cross as their as their brand. logo. Ooh, yeah. plus one for brand identity. Thank you. Thank you. I used to think when I was little it was Switzerland, but then I realized the Switzerland flag's inverted. Like it's the white cross and the red. So I figured that out. It was a coming into age story that I'm going to kick off this podcast with. I went to Switzerland when I was uh, younger, like 14. And I remember the one uh, souvenir I brought back as a 14-year-old girl was a red t-shirt and a white cross, but the cross was made out of sperms. And it says, everyone comes to Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> that took a right turn out of nowhere. And I, you literally, and we've done enough episodes. It's hard to shock me into silence. And I you had no comment. <laughs> I just, I was so shocked that by that. That was a great story. Honestly, I was just floored. I was not expecting that. Wow. I think, I think that wow. really sets a bar for how this podcast is going to go. <laughs> yeah. just, I can usually come with something. I was just, wow. Well, welcome to Manipulating the Masses. <laughs> Don't give yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You, the people, have the power. I, I thought I had to have amazing. like some sort of story to enhance your Switzerland. That's comment. amazing. That was the did one your, that came did up your parents did your parents allow you to, like did you buy it with your own money? Yeah. And did so, you know what it was talking about? I have so many follow up questions. Now. I don't know that I did to be honest. I mean, I was fourteen, so I was in high school, so I had to have known. And I thought, you know, yeah. these were like my real rebellious fa phases in life. So I thought it was <laughs> what the fun. two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> the 14 year old kind of angry teenager phase yeah. was just like uh, this is the t-shirt for me this is this is for me I just cannot see you in a rebellious phase, Caitlin. Nothing against, like, I just, oh it's hard for me to connect those dots. I know you did it. Like, I know you're capable of it. It's just knowing you as only the adult version of you, it's hard for me to make that connection. Uh, I love it, though. I yeah, it, it though. took a, a lot, many years of therapy to form this nice little character that you're looking for <laughs> in <laughs> Not a lot of money of therapy. Then. Same here. That's money well spent. Same here. If, if I'm off the, if I'm a little unpredictable now, it just uh, yeah. Think about us ten years ago. Unruly. Yeah. All right. Um, so all right. Sorry. I was just, that was a great intro. 
we are not talking about Switzerland on this podcast. We are talking about the Red Cross. Good. And uh, on a, so why I dove into the Red Cross specifically is because on a previous episode, I made a comment that I do not donate to the Red Cross, but I couldn't really back mm. up why I don't donate. And my reasoning was because from what I understand, they do, they are not super transparent on when, where they spend their funding and where they spend their money. Mm. So I wanted mm. to trace back the source of where I got this information and where I heard this from. And I came across a claim, which I know this was it, that, uh, and the claim claims (laughs) that American Red Cross pays its CEO nearly $737,000 a year while spending 0.09 cents, sorry, 0.09 dollars, so nine cents of every dollar it collects. Oh, okay on quote, people in need. So this claim Mm. has been floating around on social media and forwarded emails for years and years and years. And I think it gets, (laughs) I think it gets legs all over again when a new disaster happens. Like I think this claim will, Uh, yeah, you know how, you know how the Instagram works. Um, So I assume that this is what I read that I just really latched onto. And I just want to pause here and tell the people like, this is a testament of the power of social media and what you read on social media. Please, please, please do not take this as, please do not take what you read on social media as the truth. Always fact check. Always fact check. Do not repost. This is how the spread of misinformation goes. And if you're curious, we did a podcast about this in anti-vaxxer. So I'm full. I don't think we can say it enough, Caitlin. Let's keep saying it. I mean, I think, Zach, that there is a redundancy in a lot of our podcasts that have come up. It's like, one, marketing is about manipulating messaging to the spread of disinformation like that keeps coming up in every single topic that we cover um and the red cross this kind of claim is no different so i really just set out Mm. to figure out if this claim was true why why don't i donate to the red cross today so i started off as any normal super sleuth would with the Red Cross (laughs) website itself. Uh, And the Red Cross website reads, the Red Cross is proud that an average of 90 cents of every dollar we spend is invested in delivering care and comfort to those in need. So that's on the Red Cross website. Now, Zach, approach this from your two split personalities, one, the consumer in you, and one, the marketer in you. As a consumer, would you read this and feel comfortable buying into it and donating? And then tell it tell it to me straight from a marketer standpoint, would you feel comfortable donating to Red Cross with this question. statement? And I'll read it again. Oh yeah, go ahead, read it again. Yeah, no, go ahead. For the listener, I was like, I got it. I got <laughs> it. I'm listening to the marketing copy. I'm like trying to dissect it. My marketer brain's always on. I was like listening to it, trying to break it down, but go ahead. For the, for the average listener, I suppose. For the average consumer. The Red- Red Cross 
is proud that an average of 90 cents of every dollar we spend is invested in delivering care and comfort to those in need. Yeah. So I'm going to, I'm just going to walk through my thought process and then I'll can, I think the marketer one's easier for me because that's where I instantly go when I read that. And then we'll, we'll talk through the consumer. My thoughts as a marketer, my first question was, did they do that? Is it in like their masthead where they put that copy? Is it, it right at the top? For the most part. Um, yeah. yeah. It's not hard to find. It's everywhere. Do it's you all think over. they rolled in this? Yeah. Do you think they rolled in this messaging because of the claims that you're reading? Do you think this is a direct counter narrative that they're trying to push? And they're like, people think we only spend nine cents on, but it's really 90 cents. Like that's the marketer in me is like, yes, counter messaging. Right? Yes, yes. I think there is not necessarily the claims that I'm reading, but an overall consensus of someone who is donating money, you need to know where that money is being donated to. So the Red Cross is getting yeah. ahead of it and putting out marketing message messaging to uh, yeah. state that, hey, yeah. your money is safe with us. Exactly. As a consumer, and I would say, I don't care that 90, if I didn't know these claims, right? If I had no idea these claims of nine cents, I'd be like, I don't really care about that. I would want to know more about what they're doing, mm -hmm. right? I think they're vague in that copy about what's actually going on and what they're doing to help people. Mm -hmm. It's just the fact that, yeah, 90 cents out of my dollar goes to help people. But mm -hmm. I think there's so many foundations that are more specific in their mission. Maybe yeah. it's Red Cross is a little too vague in how they're the benefits they bring people. I'm know? just going to stop you there because a hundred percent, we're going to talk about like the vagueness of their messaging and, and kind of that like pertaining to marketing and how you can get away with that. So I wanted to just figure out like, first of all, is this true? Like it 90 cents to, for every dollar you, we spend, is it actually going to the people? Mm -hmm. So how does, how does like nonprofit groups work? So nonprofit groups in the United States mm -hmm. have to publicly report what they earn and where they spend it on. They have to report it to the IRS. It's documented. Good. It's uh, public knowledge. So they're, what yep, is not like a church, like a church. Uh -huh. <laughs> So what does their tax return have to say? This is the most recent data. Oh, and from here on out, I'm going to refer to the American Red Cross as the ARC because it's just a lot easier for me to say. Oh, uh, yeah, ooh, ARC, ARC. Okay. So the most recent data reported by the ARC, they raked in their revenue is $2.7 billion. With a B? Yeah. Whoa, I wasn't expecting that. Is that surprising to you? Yeah. Where would you expect their revenue? Like in the hundreds of millions, probably, but uh -huh. not. I mean, crossing 1 billion, I mean, 2 billion, like that's even adding 1 billion on top of that is nuts. Man, yeah. And for a nonprofit. Well, not only that, you're, it's 2.7. So actually we'd be safer rounding to 3 billion. Um, and especially Three. the most recent data that I found at least was 2018. So this was a while ago. Still though. Yeah. Oh yeah. And, and I guess that's all to say that like with the economy, everything increases. So I expect that their revenue went up in the past five years for sure. So most of that money, 1.7 billion, so let's round to two, 
went to what the Red Cross labeled, uh, quote, biomedical services. And that's the part of the charity that collects donated blood and sells it to hospitals and healthcare providers. I thought you would actually jump at the word sells it back to healthcare providers. I'm surprised you didn't yep. jump at that because that's yep. what I hung on. I did. I was waiting for you. Were you. Waiting. I, I okay. was, I was thought, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna, I was like, I was gonna bring that up. I was gonna let you finish your thought, but yeah, I'm glad you caught on. Cause I'm like that that doesn't seem i know it seems so right, backwards for know? a charitable cause to yeah. actually be selling it to hospitals yeah. but from what i understand and i think this deserves a podcast of it of its own but selling donated blood is a pretty standard practice is what i learned um and that's according to a slate article called the business of blood so i haven't read that as a discretionary comment i oh. haven't read that uh, but it seems like that's something we should dig into. I think that's interesting because why can you sell blood, but is it bad to sell your liver? Like there's a black market for like other organs. Blood is, but blood Ooh, is acceptable. Like why up. do you draw the line there? Yeah. Yeah. Like why, why draw the line there? You can't sell other shit. I think because blood regenerates and you kind of always will have an endless supply in a regular working human yeah. body versus like if you sell fair. a kidney you're not you got you only got one left so yeah fair enough okay they, they okay. Only, yeah it's a hard line to promote look at um, you pulling out the science on that science. And color me impressed so most charities that collect blood will sell it to cover some of their costs so you have to think you know okay. you got to run a donation booth you got to run you have to have staff mm. there you have nurses mm. uh intravenously taking your blood all that good stuff so uh it, it kind of makes sense but it does seem backwards to me in terms of a charity do you know sorry i have a question do Please. you know is that selling of the blood considered part of their revenue do they classify it as revenue and part of that 2.7 billion in revenue is selling blood to hospitals do you no, know that i don't know that for certain but as someone who kind of manages our company's finances what makes the most sense to me is if they donated 1.7 billion in biomedical services but then they sold it it kind of counteracts itself yeah. like it negates itself yeah and then the operating costs like i'm thinking at the end of it you just got a zero dollar balance i think like that kind yeah, of it's, it's a non-profit yeah 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 it's a, um, that's exactly i mean it's a non-profit so it just kind of that 1.7 billion just kind of funds itself yeah right like so they say they donated yes. 1.7 yes. billion but they probably made that exactly back yeah. so it just kind of funds itself okay yeah. that makes sense so then the then 670 million of the donations went to disaster relief services according to the annual report now where the where okay. where people get held up is actually the ceo's salary of course as as you would you see 700,000 you're like what the fuck nobody yeah. working for a nonprofit should be paid that much money and the red yeah. cross's website says the ceo gail mcgovern her salary and benefits are paid from general operating funds the American Red Cross also states on its website that 
quote, no portion of the compensation paid to McGovern comes from contributions by the public to help people affected by disasters. So let me explain what that means. I looked into this, a portion of that $3 billion revenue of the Red Cross comes from donors, but a portion is funded by the government. Yeah, government I, grants, right? I didn't know mm -hmm. that. I didn't, mm -hmm. it, it, it didn't dawn on me. So they're, yeah. they're, they have a couple- They're counting that as revenue? Yeah. They're counting um, that as revenue? Oh, yeah. So they have a couple of different streams of revenue beyond just the donations. And what the Red Cross is claiming is that we got $800 million of donations, and all of that is going to a disaster relief form. Sorry, yeah. I, I jumbled my words there, but you get what I was saying. And then uh, the government spending is kind of what is subsidizing the overhead of running a nonprofit. Yeah. And and you got to think like 700K on a $3 billion business. Totally. Really terrible. No, totally. She's running a $3 billion business, you know, it's not, I think that's okay. Yeah. Plus we love that she's a woman. I think that's okay. Yeah, I mean, that's a plus. That's a plus. <laughs> So the overhead or the general operating funds amounted to about 103 million. In 2014, investigations by NPR and ProPublica Pro said the Red Cross's percentage could be closer to around 70% versus the 88% that the IRS claims is going to uh, the people versus what the website claims, which is around 90%. Um, so this investigation mm -hmm. says, man, it could be closer to 70%. So what's my okay. vote? Though there is some evidence that the Red Cross has spent less than it says on program services over the years, there is no evidence that to suggest that its ratio is anywhere near as low as nine cents on the dollar. There's a couple of kind of like watchdog charity websites that actually rank charities and do their own investigations. And so there's a couple of reputable sites that you should always go to. One of them, Charity Navigator, ranked the Red Cross three out of four stars, um, an overall score oh. of 89 out of 100. Okay. So I will say, so I want to bring this all back. So my ruling on whether <laughs> I should donate to the Red Cross, and I'm using the pronoun I, I will not advocate <laughs> for anyone else's spending, is still kind of meh. Like, yeah, it's still very up in the air. And I want to elaborate on that a little bit. I think we've discovered that a this claim is false. B, nobody's really making the world a worse place by donating to the Red Cross. Like you are oh, yeah. donating yeah. to yeah, a yeah. cause that will get something in the hands of a disaster relief uh, person, uh, yeah, victim. Definitely. But the more I read about it, the more I decided that like the Red, well, not me, this is, you know, thing, thing articles that I've read. <laughs> uh, Red Cross yeah. efforts are really not long-term. And which that was kind of my aha mm. moment. So the Red Cross mm. kind of flies in like Superman, hands out a bunch of water bottles and toilet paper and gets the fuck out. So yeah, you know, a flood comes in and you lose your house. They'll put you up at a Motel 6 for a week, but are they giving you the funds and the resources to build yourself a new home? The answer is no, they're not. Yeah. 
So there's no long-term plan for the Red Cross. It's very short-term. So when people say that the funds of uh, Red Cross are very sporadic and not adequately managed, I would say that there is some evidence to support that. I would agree. So, and I think this gets back to transparency too, right? Like they say, yes, we're spending 90% of our donations on disaster relief funds or biomedical services. But what are the line items with that? Does that mean you're buying a bunch of water bottles and passing them out? Or does that mean yep. you're giving these people an education to help get them to the next level of their careers so they can mm -hmm. build themselves a new house and get themselves a sustainable salary? And I think disasters often hit in low income places too. So that's where I really get held up on it is you're buying, a, what's the saying? What's the analogy is like you buy a fish for a man and he eats tonight, but you teach a man how to fish and he eats for life. <laughs> Jesus would be proud of that paraphrasing of his quote. <laughs> yeah, no, you're, you're right though. Did that come and from the Bible? It did come from the I Bible, yes. I am really embarrassed. <laughs> please, please edit that out. Just, just, just make it, make it not a fish. You teach, you teach a man to cook sourdough bread one time. Great and, pandemic reference. You know, something like that. Yeah, I, I love your angle on that of if you're going to make donations, give it to something that's long term. The, the other piece that I thought why I myself probably won't donate to the Red Cross is that donations make up such a small proportion of their revenue. They're getting government grants. They have the mechanisms in place to make money by selling blood. Mm -hmm. Like my donation, yeah, it'll supplement that. But there's plenty of other nonprofits in your community in you know not even internationally that that don't get that level of funding and don't get that level of grants that are still trying to do good work right i'm not it's nothing about the red cross's work it's just how they're how how they're divvying up their funds i love that you brought that up because that was something i was thinking about too it's like let's go back to the ceo's salary of seven hundred thousand dollars and you brought up well, yeah, it makes sense. She's running a $3 billion company, 100%. That is an average yeah. salary of, of another company running that big operation. But who's giving her that money? We are. We're, we're giving that, we're giving Red Cross $800 million. So her salary inflates. But if we were to back off on spending, then she would have a lower salary. And it just is like, let's let them rely yep. on the government spending and the government subsidations and then we divert that 800 yeah. million into local charities or people with actual feet on the ground i agree it's like the it's like the good karma campaign we ran right like when we started off we ran this free three-month marketing service for a nonprofit. we found i'm in chicago we found a a uh women's homeless shelter shelter women's shelter in south side chicago and we just gave them a new website updated copy seo stuff for free and that's like benefiting my local community that's using my skill set to benefit the local community marketing doesn't have a lot of positives you yeah. this podcast has proved it but i do think there's some in there yeah and we can really help these places you know really really put together well and i think that even comes full circle is like the reason, you know, SEO is all about ranking on the homepage of Google. So if we got this women's shelter to rank on the homepage of Google for where do I donate? What charity should I donate yep. 
to if I live in Chicago and then this this shelter comes on the first page, then yes, that was a contribution that we made without having to directly fund them with yep. cash, which a lot of times people don't have the cash to do. Um, on a previous episode, you were like, yeah, I don't donate because I'm not at that level of income yet. Yeah, and it's so yeah. true. Like, I'm, mm -hmm. you know, we're trying to figure out how to survive ourselves, but I yep. do have a skill set that I can donate. Uh, so I 100%. think I think money feels good. Like it's an easy, quick way to feel good and like that you did something about disasters. Mm -hmm. But thinking larger scale on like where is that money going to and how could I better use that dollar? I could, yeah, donate like my actual time, you know, whatever it is. So uh, I think that's, we kind of digress, but that is to say that there are better ways to donate rather than just sending your dollars to the first person that populates on Google, that the first yeah. person to hit you up with a text message. Yeah. So we're kind of at the end here. So I want to talk about the marketing of nonprofits. Love uh, it. This really leads into a big marketing campaign that Red Cross ran and uh you're is the, it oh sorry i was gonna say is it the one is it the telethon where kanye west said george bush hates black people because that was a red cross telethon have you ever seen that video no no, no. oh you gotta watch it we'll post it on the facebook group but we okay. gotta put it on there now it's like after hurricane katrina uh red cross ran like an infomercial with mike myers and kanye west like asking them to donate to the red cross and they're live on TV and Mike Myers like reads his line and Kanye West goes, George Bush hates black people. And Mike Myers is so uncomfortable by it. That's like my favorite Red Cross moment. That's probably the only reason That's I know about. So you did know about Red Cross. Don't sell yourself short, Zach. Yeah, I did a little bit. Okay, fair enough. I knew the general idea. So like, let's go back to your, you kind of lead strategy with marketing. How would you go about marketing a nonprofit organization like Red Cross? Maybe even in terms of like what type of what actual campaigns would you run on what platforms and even like go as mm. far as to say, like, what type of messaging would you want to put out there to the people? Yeah, um, that's a great question. I think we found this with other clients in the service based industry. It starts with testimonials. I think if I come in as a marketing director of a nonprofit, how can I elicit as many testimonials of the work that we're doing with actual people receiving our work as possible? Do it in a safe way, do it in a friendly way, but but elicit testimonials here. They don't want to hear like I just popped up in the Red Cross site, the American Red Cross. This is some corporate like just buffoonery just plugged in this is this copy is just corporate 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 to the max like you get real people talking about the real effects that you've met that this organization has made in their life i think that's where it starts people will be drawn to that think about those fucking pet sarah mclaughlin pet commercials ah, what did they do it. they couldn't get testimonials yeah, they couldn't get testimonials. They just showed sad pets. And you're like, these are the pets that are going to be affected if I donate, you know? Damn like, it, Zach. You, once again, we're just on the same on the same train here. But uh, I <laughs> I was thinking, you just pull at their heartstrings. You pull at their heartstrings. Mm, uh-huh. And, uh, and, uh -huh. and yes, one way, one avenue to do that is get testimonials. And then I also was going to ask you, what campaign do you, remote nonprofit campaign do you 
easily recognize that pulls at your heartstrings and it's the fucking sarah mclaughlin cat commercials dog commercials and they Um, would they would run that commercial on comedy central at 2 a.m who the fuck is your target demographic you are running it on comedy central one second i'm laughing at south park the next second you're trying to it is it is amazing yeah um um, yeah so that one stood out so that's messaging right like i think you get testimonials you're right you pull out the heartstrings i think delivery wise and i again i popped on red cross to see they are doing both of us went on this website i want us to count over the next couple days how many times we get a red cross ad like going through the internet they've got about seven different audience collection retargeting pixels on their website so that's the mechanism right is you 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 send these ads facebook instagram social networks not only because they're making donation easier but that's where people you can kind of pull at their heartstrings and it works and then you retarget the shit out of them like you collect them and you find them anywhere else they go for the next 14 days just firing ads at them get them to come back and donate. And that's that's the crux. You can speak to this more than I can, but I think retargeting ads are the single most effective campaign you can be running in 2021, 2022. 100%. I mean, it's low cost because it's a very small audience. It's people who have just been to your website. They're already familiar with you. You don't need to really give them the brand pitch because mm-hmm. they've already been on your website. They know what you're about. You just need to stay top of mind. Mm-hmm. And you can test a bunch of messaging by just popping in some corners here and there maybe they'll maybe they'll breeze right past you but maybe they'll be like oh yeah i remember that oh i was gonna donate or i was gonna buy those pairs yeah. of shoes like i forgot about that i think with red cross too you can you touched on it you can test a bunch of different messages and you can touch it but t- mm-hmm. test a bunch of different campaigns so you run one campaign that really pulls on your heartstring and is like this is the person that you can directly affect and then you run a second one it's like oh, okay maybe that heartstring message didn't really work that well so i'm gonna go about it yep. like hey be a part of something bigger than yourself and then so an inspirational campaign there's yep. just a couple different messages that you can um, target. Yeah, I'm looking at their website. And this is, oh, sorry, this is what I would do, looking at their website. I mean, they have a donate section on their website. So somebody that clicks on that is in a different retargeting audience. You send them donation stuff. They have give blood. Yeah. Somebody clicks on that is a different audience. Send them. They have training and certification, volunteer. Like they are sectioning this out. And based on where you click on their website, they can tailor you a completely different message in retargeting yeah that's what i would do just like knock it out pepper these people with ads for 30 days after they visit the the red cross website so in 2009 so we're we're taking a time a tr- we're traveling back in back history. to my high school senior year yeah okay. yeah uh-huh. let's go back in time in 2009 the red cross faced a funding deficit so they had to elicit quick donations Uh, and they decided to create what they're calling a quote surround sound effect uh which we call just a 360 degree approach Mm. to marketing Mm -hmm. so you're really hitting them with everything uh paid camp uh digital campaigns tv campaigns print ads bus wraps, whatever it is. Uh, This is what the Red Cross implemented in 2009 uh, with this single goal to drive 
people back to the ARC's website, which is our biggest pitch. Your website is not meant to just live there stationary. Mm -hmm. It's meant to stay updated. It's meant to grab you leads. Mm -hmm. um, so this, I just want to kind of reiterate that. I agree. Um, it's worth, that's worth reiterating too. All of it. I'm yeah. like, heck yeah, that's worth reiterating. Alongside its print media and TV campaign, the Red Cross sent out a small, highly targeted mailing of a holiday giving catalog. And the catalog was sent to 100,000 former donors who had been identified as likely to give during the holidays. Now, mm. this is where I laugh because the benefits of donating through that catalog is they got something back. And I and it ranged from a free T-shirt to a free first aid kit, anything in between. So you make this donation yeah. and you get something back. And I kind of paused at that because in one of our previous episodes, we were laughing about yeah. what we would do if we were a nonprofit. And did we not say yes. that we would create some sort of swag that said, like, yep. you are a part of something bigger, like be a part of this yeah. community? Yeah. That's exactly it. We, it was for our church. You can't yeah. tax this ministries. Yeah, no. We said we church. would create a bracelet or tube socks. So where people yep. can walk down the street and you can say, oh, cool. You're a part of can't tax this church. Me too. Look, mm -hmm. we have like swag together. So, you know, this is this is really not only pulling at people's heartstrings uh, to elicit donations, yeah. but you're 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 creating this community of yes. givers and Definitely. charitable donors. Um, and I think that's really like a part of the human experience that everyone is so fearful of is being mm -hmm. alone. Uh, mm -hmm. and being isolated. And so the Red Cross really touched on that with this is like, wow. be a part of something bigger, get a t-shirt, a first free first aid kit. And I think that's the idea. <laughs> like, you donate, you get something back. So yeah, you figured you figured if someone has the has the discretionary funds to donate that they're gonna have a first aid kit somewhere in their house. I know. Like, <laughs> seems a bit redundant, but I get the point. Those are just two examples. I didn't really get into what <laughs> their whole list but you know i would choose the tube socks if it were me the campaign itself was massively successful uh the combined kind of surround sound marketing that they did they uh including the direct mail campaign was the most effective direct mail campaign in its history red oh, wow. cross achieved a two dollar and 35 cent to one dollar ratio so for every dollar nice. spent, they get $2.35 yeah. in donations. Oh, not bad. And that was just one single campaign. But the overall core messaging of the Red Cross is just to, again, uh, kind of go back to what, how you would run the messaging. The Red Cross is, they see, see their message is see disaster as an opportunity to be charitable. So be a part of something bigger and pulling on your heart. And you know, like the easiest thing to do after a disaster strikes is to make a quick donation to the Red Cross and uh. you feel good. You feel like you did something better. But I, I just wanna end this out is there's other avenues to donate your time, your services, your skill set, and make sure you do know where your dollar is going because disaster relief is yeah. not always like 
building infrastructures and rehousing these people. It's giving them a water and a night's rest at a Motel 6. Yeah, it's making sure they don't die, but yes. it's not really letting them rebuild, which has its time and place. But if you're going to make one donation, I would just, I have, I'm in agreement. Like something that would help communities rebuild. After yeah. Disaster. Do you have any ideas after all of that? Would you, I know you don't, are not regular are not a regular donator to a charity, but do you have any ideas on yeah. what charity you would donate to now that we kind of broke it down? No, there is, I don't know the exact name and maybe we'll post it in the Facebook group, but the, the charity that really intrigued me, I read about a few months ago was where they, it's this nonprofit that wants to take former coal miners in the coal mining area of West Virginia, like kind of those like towns that were really reliant on that and now have a lot of drug use and a lot of problems, mm. alcoholism, drug use, because their industries are failing and they want to take former coal miners and teach them how to code and teach them how to use computers and how to like formulate code. I think that's a great, like to me, coding is the language of the future. I think it's, it's going to be, like a basic skill set for the generations beyond us, right? Like coding, they're going to think, wow, these people went their day without being able to code. And like, that's a basic building block of our future. And I think if you could take a community that is was reliant on something that's gone away and, so, and now becomes an asset for future industries, it would be huge. But that's the building up, right? Like that's structuring their life to get a new job and tackle a new industry yeah um, from a failing one yeah right? i love that um i think for me i'm all about kind of like tearing down the system that we have and rebuilding it to some <laughs> extent so in, as opposed patriarchy. to like yeah the i mean especially the patriarchy I, oh i know oh i know <laughs> so i think like red cross i don't think like i said you're you're not making the world a worse place by donating to the red cross but it's it's short term solutions and they work reactively while we need to work proactively yes. and so what org what organizations out there are actually doing that are working proactively to put out sandbags in the new orleans so the next tsunami doesn't hit and flood new orleans all over again yeah things like that or how about instead of governments yeah, government's giving all their money to the Red Cross as a reactionary fund. They invest it in infrastructure, so when shit happens, it doesn't it doesn't go as badly. There you go. You know, like it just. Yeah. I think you nailed it on the head right there. You're so right. Like more less reactionary yep. donations and more preemptive donations. Yep. People that are planning and building things. Yeah. Totally with you there. Who not, the not shitting on the Red Cross at all. No. Yeah, no. not shitting on the Red Cross, but like they are reactionary mm -hmm. and that's the issue yeah i think that's great i think that's a great call and now i'm gonna get so many retargeting ads i'm excited i think the, the red next... cross let's try to keep tabs yeah the next <laughs> podcast that we do let's kind of give a give the people a report of what type of ads were being shown because yeah i was on the red cross site all day today so <laughs> oh yeah and i wonder i'm gonna let them track me because i usually have the blockers let's just <laughs> allow those cookies me. allow those cookies and let's see how it fucking goes eh? Okay. let's see that all the fucking red cross ads um i promise you we're gonna start getting red cross stuff on instagram too yep 
Yep. So we'll see. I, yeah. They got some robust stuff. Let's see their ad campaign. Yep. Yep. Exactly. I love it. Um, so uh, for those of you that are eager to see Kanye West uh, say that George Bush doesn't like black people, you can visit our Facebook group. And for all other amazing things that we talk about, follow our social channels, uh, MacmillanPhillips.agency on Twitter, TikTok, Insta. Kate, I'm looking at Instagram, or I'm looking at Caitlin. Sorry, while I'm doing this because she's a social person, and I'm like, hey, we're on those channels, right? TikTok, <laughs> Twitter, yep. uh, Instagram, LinkedIn. There we go. I got it. Yeah, yeah. I'm so good at plugging stuff. Oh my god, I'm so good at it. Uh, and um, you anything did, else you want to plug, Caitlin? Yeah, you forgot to name our Facebook group, which was uh, Manipulating the Masses podcast is where you can find all of the uh, content that we talk about on the podcast that you're not able to see um, and any notes that we might have. Stay tuned for next week. Yeah. Thanks. Later. Stay tuned. Thanks for listening. Bye.